0: guys welcome back to according to i'm megan and i'm sierra for this week's episode megan and i thought it'd be fun to do another rabbit hole episode so we are going to be doing i think just going to conversationstarters.com or whatever that website is um, generating a topic to talk about I'm and then see what beating it to death and then if we run out we can always just start another conversation mm-hmm. but um also since it's getting towards the end of the year and spotify wrapped just came out Thank you so much for everyone who's been a listener throughout this year. It's mm-hmm. been fun. You guys have been sending us um, our podcast in like your top podcast stuff. Yeah, so, so we really appreciate that. Um, if you know other friends or family that you think might enjoy listening to the podcast, then feel free to send, send them, them, them your them favorite episode. Yeah. And then hopefully that if that doesn't hook them, then, you know, we lost them and it's fine, but <laughs> hopefully you give your best shot. it'll pull them in. Um, anyways, we can do our little catch-up and stuff and our weekly spotlights and stuff before we get started. So, catch-up, weekly spotlight, what do you think? Um, also with my weekly spotlight, um, I finally, this past Saturday, so yesterday, I finished up my final makeup day, which was very good to just finally, like, have that all done and finish up, and we're going into our last week of clinicals next week, so it's crazy because, I mean, we've had... Other clinicals throughout our um, schooling, but these last ones, it's been, you know, three nine-week ones, so, like, that's 27 weeks. We finished 26 of the weeks. Crazy. And so, one more to go. Um, I'm excited. I am ready to have just, like, that time off, and I'm ready to kind of be back and do, celebrate with graduation and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and then still have...
1: And then we got to hit the books
0: again, get back into study mode, which has been, you know. I've been, I've fallen off a little bit, which hold on, that leads me into my weekly spotlight is that I've submitted my written case report, which is huge. So, you guys have heard us talking about our case reports. Have we told them what ours is each about, if you guys care? So, and I submitted mine too. So, like, and honestly, like this last week, it's mostly been done. So, I felt just like so much relief from getting things figured out because when I was working on it earlier, I really, there was a point where I kind of had to like, Rewrite part of my paper because, like, it really wasn't the best. So, when I was still in that mode of the paper, I was like, I really don't feel very great about this um but then once i get, did that and kind of like really wrapped things up got my figures put in finally like i kept pushing that off mm-hmm. so much i was like what am i even doing for my tables Same. and figures right i now? literally had to get hold of megan and be like i don't even know what to put in my paper for and I found tables little, and stuff so megan really helped me out with uh, that i found a paper i honestly just searched like peds physical therapy case report and someone's thing popped up and well, thought it was kind of helpful so. pediatrics is like such a different thing than every other physical therapy setting so it's like not really but i'm like Pete's is like all vibes and so how do you get objective data from all that stuff so megan helped me out with that um so we can share what our case reports are about also i'm not a research person like i do not like doing research and so doing these case reports and then having to try and like go dig through literature and research and then like analyze whatever we were looking at was not my favorite thing nor do i necessarily think i'm amazing at it but i I ended up kind of being like, you know, not too shabby, at least. (laughs) It'll get me to pass the class, hopefully, which essentially this class is just like a pass-fail. You just need to get like a 70% on the entire project, which everyone should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, what was yours on? So mine is related to during my pediatric rotation. I was working with this patient who had just uh, had a single let me see, single event, multi-level surgery, which is a pretty common surgery for people who have cerebral palsy to just address multiple orthopedic concerns in one surgery to then decrease overall rehabilitation time instead of doing multiple surgeries. And so originally, I didn't think that there's any clinical practice guidelines related to that recovery. So I was going to take an angle about like trying to make, you know, some proposed like initial clinical practice guideline recommendations. Come to find out there is clinical practice guidelines that exist, but they're very limited in what they recommend and don't have like a ton of strong evidence. So then I kind of tweaked it. So it's uh, a personalized rehab program based on those uh, guidelines. And then also saying like how the guidelines could be improved based off of what we learned. I did my case report on, well, I think that, honestly, during my acute care, I probably could have found, like, something a little more interesting. Oh, I would have but loved that to was do like something during my rotation Since right this now. was my last one, like, I had two outpatient experiences before this, and that was kind of, like, just given the time it takes to, like, put a whole thing together, I needed to have something picked out, but, like, during our last clinical. Um, and so, none of the ortho cases were really, like, super interesting or unique, and, like, not that they have to be, it. you can pick something and then just find a way to analyze it. But I was really having a hard time figuring out what a good case would be. And then especially like at the VA when I was like, things could be interesting here, but you, you really don't see those patients as often as you do other patients. So then I felt like I never was really like
1: I'm following see
0: yeah. like fully seeing the case through. So then um, I ended up picking a person who um, came in for chronic abdominal pain and I did their eval and kind of like led their treatment Um, throughout and I thought it would be interesting just because that's not a very common physical therapy diagnosis and so I approached it especially being like a brand new student and like before the person came in I had like no idea what the background was or like how long this had been going on for so I'm like thinking back to our differential diagnostics class you're like oh no thinking of like oh my god what like tests do we did we learn that we're like not Necessarily physical therapy tests, but tests that you can still use a little bit. And so I decided to focus on that case and then lean into focusing on the diagnostic aspect and kind of reviewing tests that we've talked about in class. Um, their like diagnostic value in terms of like how well they work in terms of letting you know if you can rule something in or out. And then also I kind of like dug into other literature on like other things that could be useful for clinicians to use in terms of making sure a patient is still appropriate for physical therapy. Um, so, yeah. And I was freaking out at first because like I knew I wanted to approach it from like a diagnostic standpoint because like this patient didn't necessarily make like a whole lot of improvement from the time that I started working with him to like when I left my clinical. He had improved some, but this was like a 25-year problem that he'd been dealing with that like gets worse, gets better. And so, you know, I didn't want to focus on like an intervention standpoint because I don't really know how I'm treating this guy. I don't fully, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so I approached it more of a, from a diagnostic standpoint. Mm-hmm. And then Megan and I each kind of did one last look at each other's, which honestly was good because you kind of found quite a few, like at least editing stuff where like, I was like, I'm running her listen, but then having you go through and like make those small edits, I was like, okay, that's actually like good that you went through and saw that stuff. So I was just glad that you didn't have me like, what I love is going through <laughs> and when like, someone check, looks check, check, check. and it's like an edit more than a revise. I hardly even read what I'll just like, I'll change it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But like if it's someone like revision advice, I'm like, oh God, you want to you make me think right now? Yeah. So, I mean. That was what happened after like our peer review. Yeah. Um, I needed to, like after I got my peer review feedback. And I was accepting it, I a already revision knew at that time. I already knew that like I needed to go back and like. Fix my discussion section because, like, I needed to focus on other things, and so then, like, finally seeing that with like feedback from a peer, I was like, okay, I guess I shall just, just to
1: do that. Crack my fingers and but get
0: to work. It's easier on the other side, yeah. So definitely huge relief now that that's turned in. The only other thing we have to do related to our case reports is put together a small 10 to 15 minute presentation. Um, just using obviously the same information we already put into those written case reports. So that'll be my plan over the next week to kind of try and get that done, which hopefully should not take that long because logically I've already done all of the dirty work of Mm -hmm. putting it together. So I'll just have to put a presentation together and then practice at some point over the next weekend. Probably. Yeah. My hope is like just kind of timeline of like getting things done that need to get done before graduation is like, I might start my presentation today, but then hopefully get it mostly put together by middle of the week and then I should do a little bit more studying or at least like overview of key points that I need to make sure I've reviewed before taking the PEAT because before we go back for graduation we need to have taken the PEAT which is basically a previous um, licensing exam that our school needs us to take before we go back so they can kind of see what it's looking like and if we might pass so that they can like approve us to take the actual test. And I've heard, cause we've taken two practice tests already. And I've heard a couple of people say that the PEAT for whatever reason tends to be easier. Maybe it's because the programs just want to say, okay, you can take the test, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll plan on taking that next Saturday, I think is what we're thinking. Yeah. And then I've got that weekend to kind of practice my presentation and then off we go to Iowa City. Mm-hmm. And my presentation, There's the schedule is out for our presentation order for our class. I'm the second to last person presenting, which is not what I was hoping for. I was hoping to be not like super early, but like just early to middle of the pack kind of thing. And I'm not. I'm kind of so. right in the middle, which I honestly didn't really want to go on the first day back just because I was like, I'd rather just be a little more relaxed and not have to be like, game day ready to go on those people are gonna be Tuesday. so relieved though like when I know day one is over they're like I'm just rolling now <laughs> so whatever it is what it is um anything else as far as updates today is my last drive to Cedar Rapids oh yeah and then next Friday when I come back I'll be I mean it's like be like I come back and then I go the back to Iowa City to go back next week Iowa City. which is like basically the same drive you get, like a long-ish weekend though. yeah but you'll be with me, so that'll be more fun. Yeah, And I think it'll be fun to be, like, back in Iowa City for a week. I think it will be, um, it'll be nice class. to kind of have, like, that final wrap-up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Especially I, because, like, the – I guess I was going to say the class before us, but no, they had a normal graduation. The class – two classes above us, like, they didn't even get a graduation, which would suck. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm also trying to figure out, like, what I'm – wearing for my graduation dress I ordered one and I wasn't sure how I was going to like it but I arrived two days ago and it's just not going to work so that I already returned that which I must say have you ever used happy returns no but I've seen you use like, them I that's the only way I'm returning clothes now I mean <laughs> not everyone uses it but like it's where if they work with happy returns then there's like certain drop-off locations that accept things back and all you have to do is like Bring the item, no packaging necessary, and then they'll give you a, they'll email you a barcode, and you just take your item, and the place will scan the barcode, and then they do everything else. So, I mean, sounds great. I ordered two dresses. They're essentially like the same dress, but they're supposed to be coming at the end of this week. So hopefully, one of them works and fits. Or so what I'll was have insane? To find something else. I was also trying to me and Sierra went to the mall yesterday and we were going to we were just kind of browsing around we have a department specific ceremony Thursday like the week that we go back and it's not graduation like actual graduation but it's just we still I'm guessing need to you know dress somewhat nice and so I was like I have no idea what I'm wearing for that so I was kind of like maybe if I could find like a sweater dress or something then I feel like that would be appropriate to wear for that and I I swear in the entire mall, like five sweater dresses and they were all ugly. ugly. So then I was like, our sweaters, sweater dresses out? No one wears them anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't even decided what I'm going to wear for that either. So TBD for that one. Yeah. Um, we also, this is like somewhat exciting, but so we're going to Maui end of January, early February um right after we take boards and planning has kind of been on the back burner i've had ideas of things to do but like have really not done a lot of specific stuff for the trip which honestly last time i we went to hawaii we literally planned it a month in advance so not bad but um we finally got a place booked that we're staying so that was a big thing we have a car now which we waited so long yeah. last time to like decide to get a car yeah um, but we got a car now, obviously we have our tickets and we have a place to stay. So everything else and kind of like everything else will get done, but yeah. having the main stuff booked really, um, provided me some relief. So for sure. Yeah. Anything else that we need to talk about? Uh, Sierra's been obsessed oh. with Contexto. Day. <laughs> I learned about it yesterday. Did you learn about it on TikTok or? Yeah. Um. Is that how you say it? Contexto. That's how I say it. It's basically like a one of those wordle, you know, knockoff like type of things. puzzle. But you just guess any word ever, doesn't matter how long it is. And then whatever word you enter in will give you like how close it is to the actual word. I'm still in the middle of it's doing today's. It's kind of hard. But yeah, it is hard. Like it'll tell you like warm or cold. And I swear like yesterday I was doing it and I guessed like something that was like so far green. It was like so close it was almost the word. And then I guessed something that was like really fairly similar and to, like to that word. And it was like poof, all the way on the other side. Yes. Not close at all. And I was like, "What?" Yeah, it's it's tricky. I also there's a something called phrasal which is essentially Wordle but with a whole phrase. So I learned about that yesterday. That one was kind of fun. Um, okay. So, this conversation starter, do you have it pulled up already? No. But I can get it pulled Sierra, up. I can leave um, contexto found this um or she was inspired by it from Rhett and Link they do ear biscuits and I guess that they used this in a recent episode or something I don't know how recent it was I kind of just like was scrolling well now it's not loading maybe it wasn't com, but I'll just search conversation conversation starters that says conversations Iowa State which I don't even know what that is <laughs> We've also slowly been decorating our house for Christmas and yesterday Sierra and I did a video we recorded for Megan and Sierra where we, um, it'll already be up by the time this podcast is up, but we did that trend where on booktube people are like wrapping books that they have not read and then like doing random number generators and then using that to pick their TBR and we did the whole thing where we went and got the brown wrapping paper Taped up all the books. We literally had like 16 books that we wrapped up. And when we first started doing it, I was kind of like, oh my God, this was a mistake. Like, this is going to take so long to do. But we kind of got in a groove and then we were doing better with the wrapping the more that we did. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, the wrapping really wasn't necessary, but it kind of helps make the video a little bit more exciting. Um, but yeah, so now I have an updated TBR and I'm currently reading in five years. And then my next book is going to be um, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, which is one that I tried to read and then kind of took a step back from. So I'm going to try and jump back into it, and then I'm also, I've got three other books that I picked. One was The Guest List, one was The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, and then one is Room, which is now a movie. Maybe I'll watch the movie after I finish reading it. Okay, so I found random topic generator and conversation starters. This is from CapitalizeMyTitle.com, which I honestly, like, they were at the same website too, I think, and they thought capitalize My Title was, like, such a dumb thing. I've used it before. Like, because you know how when you capitalize a title, not every word is capitalized. Some people are stupid and think you're supposed to capitalize every single word in a title. You're not, and I can usually tell which ones, like, do and don't get capitalized, but, like, the word, like, with. I'm like, does with get capitalized? And it doesn't. But I've used it, like, for YouTube titles and stuff. If I don't want to, like, think about it, I just, like, plug it in to capitalize my title. And then it capitalizes my title appropriately. But they were thinking it was, like, oh, do people, like, plug it in if they've written everything in, like, lowercase for some reason and then it'll cap- capitalize it? I'm like, no, it's for people who don't know what words to capitalize or not. So I was offended that they were like, this is the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> I was like, I use this. But whatever. Okay, that being said, the first... Uh, Random topic is what's your favorite game to play? We were just talking about games, kind of. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is like board games. So, um, or actually, no, not even board games, but unlock yeah, games. Yeah, I was like Exit Megan, games. It's um, like the only games we play. Yeah, or escape rooms. Does that count as a game? If you know Our, like no. our mom is in Cincinnati right now. Um. Our mom and grandma and then our uncle went to go visit Maggie and I'm jealous that they're there and I'm not. But anyways, um, they, Maggie is like really close to an escape room place there and it is it such a good, a escape, good room. escape room game. It's a franchise. It's called the escape game and they have some good ones. Yeah. I was, we literally did, did it well. We did two in one within the time that we were there visiting Maggie and it was Very fun. They're very well done, and still, I feel like for the most part, makes sense. Like Like when you leave an escape room. Here's my criteria for what I look for in a good escape room. And we will jump back to the games we were talking about before. But escape rooms are like our bread and butter. When you want to evaluate an escape room, when you're done, you want to finish being like, was that fair? Like if it's not fair, it's the most annoying thing ever because you want to be able to like have it challenge you where you feel smart when you figure it out. But if you get to something and you require so many hints. An or they like, this is what should have happened. One, You're like, that was stupid. I would have never gotten that. A prime example of an escape room we've done where I was like, this is not fair. And as we were doing it, I was like, this is not fair. We were doing an escape room where there was like a chain link fence in the room. And then there was red solo cups, like a lot of them. And uh, there was supposed to be some sort of pattern where you're putting the red solo cups within like the Like it was like, like the down the side were letters or something and then across the top were numbers. And then the cups would have like a letter number combination which to tell you where you're supposed to cu- put the cup in the fence. Now, great in theory, however, in practice, you're putting these in and then they're popping right back out. And then you put them in somewhere else and then other ones are popping out. Like they don't stay in place. And so I was just like... It was so frustrating. I was like, this is... I cannot do this anymore. Because we were doing the proper thing that we were supposed to be doing. Like, asking for a hint wouldn't have helped unless we were, like, just tell us what it's supposed to say on the fence. But, like, they couldn't have given us any hint because we were doing it. But it was just so frustrating because, like, I just remember, like, verbalizing, like, this is so annoying, blah, 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 blah. I was like, I hope they can hear me just, like, being how, like, how annoyed I am at this. So that was, like, just a category where I'd say this is not a fair escape room because, like, I'm doing the proper thing, but this requires, like, it's not too much skill or something. I don't know. Um, so, anyway, is it fair? Is the room itself, like, uh, layout-wise, just prop-wise, like, design-wise, is it fun? Is it, like, does it submit to the experience of, like, oh, like, you're in a secret spaceship or, like, you're in this log cabin, like, how well done is the room? Contributes mm-hmm. to how good the room is. And then almost always now, I expect there to be another hidden room or two. Um, because at that point, like that's just where we're at for escape rooms. Yeah. If you don't have the that standard. then I feel like it's kind of a letdown. Um and when I first started like that was definitely not it wasn't the norm. thing. But yeah, I kind of expect it now. And the ones in Cincinnati, like they had like a literal rooms slide. Upon rooms. like I was just like, this is so fun. So I would highly recommend the escape game. I'm a big fan any other like big criteria for like when you finish an escape room if you're like yeah that was good or that was bad um I feel like you covered the main ones my biggest one is like I guess I don't know if this matches what you were just saying but like the riddles need to kind of like make sense you need to be able to tell like what goes with what or like what's gonna like connect to something or like there has to be a link, not just like, like oh, feel we need like, like a random number. Is it this one that we found? Is it this one that we right. found? Or sometimes I feel like you need to kind of be able to go through like a sequence when you're doing an escape room of like, this is the logical next step. But sometimes I feel like you finished one clue and they are kind of like, so we did that and now we have like literally nothing else. So where do we, what do, do we do, we do next? Yeah. Okay. Back to like the other rooms. And obviously our love for escape rooms led it to us. What? You just said other rooms. Our love for escape rooms led us to trying to like recreate escape rooms just like at home and stuff and there's so many games that are good for this now but I feel like at first it's kind of hard to like get that same environment. So our personal favorites are exit games and unlock games and they're similar to escape rooms in the sense that you have to like put things together and try things out and like see if they'll like work to un- like to solve a code or something, and give you like your next clue, which is similar to what you do in an escape room. And so unlock is, but like basically a bunch of like cards and stuff. It's like a big card game where you can add things together if you want to like try them out. So a blue and a red card can get added together, and you draw the sum of those numbers. And like if the card is right or if you did the right thing, you'll like see oh you can get rid of those cards. And then if it's wrong, you'll be like oh you have a penalty. And so there's usually like some backstory of like what you're trying to do um, that's similar to an escape room where like you have this objective that you're trying to find something or get somewhere, like do something. And so those ones are a lot of fun. Pretty user friendly, I think. And for the most part, pretty fair. Then we have unlock or not unlock exit games, which are not just like not really card games per se. There's usually like a few more props and stuff um you might have have a giant decoder disc you might have to have like some scissors or something to like this is a game both of these are really games you play like once and that's it um but like for exit games like i mean sometimes you're using the box of the game as like a piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm. or like destroying the box or yeah like nothing is off limits with exit games um the decoder disc i feel like originally was confusing but like once you play it once you get it down to like Usually, for that one, there are different shapes that you're trying to solve codes for for each shape. Um, and you can like move the disc. Like, there's three rings within the disc that you can like turn. And it's usually like numbers yeah. or. and then it like reveals a number. And then, and then you draw that you're like card. drawing that card to see if that solved that riddle mm-hmm. clue thing. And I think initially, when Megan and I tried Exit, we were like, we don't like this. This is weird. Yeah. But then we tried more out, and I've grown to enjoy them. And so. I think that unlock still has a like special place in my heart, but I enjoy both, and we do both mm-hmm. regularly. Exit is a lot easier to come by. Unlock has like takes forever. I mean, our mom like signs up for their like newsletters or whatever. not newsletters, but like when she like hears that another one's coming out, and it's like oh like be notified when a new box comes out, then she is on it. Mm-hmm. Do we still have one that we should play, or we have we played all of them that mom has? We may have well. Now I'm getting kind of confused. Maybe we did finish them. I'm not we sure. We have usually like one box comes with three games. We maybe did do all of them. We got one fairly recently. I know we for sure done two of them. But now I don't know. We'll have to talk to our mom about that. <laughs> so yeah. Those are like our games we play. I'm not a big board game person per se. I used to like cards a lot. But I really don't play a lot of cards either now. So. Do you remember... Um, I don't even remember how to play trouble, but like at Dad's house when we were younger, we'd like oh. all would play trouble. How does that game even work now? I don't even know. You slam the one thing and the dice ro- or the dice rolls. All right, let's generate another topic. What was your favorite book as a child? The first one that just came to my mind, even though like, I would consider probably realistically the hunger games, but I can shout out some honorable mentions of ones that, like, Stand out to me. My favorite author used to be Sharon Creech. I really don't remember the plot of any of her books at this point, but I know that there was one book called Walk Two Moons. There was another book called Chasing Red Bird, and I I really have no thoughts on those books <laughs> anymore. Like, I just know I loved them. And then the Penderwicks was I would another just thought book of the that like which I'm like I th- I don't even remember what it was about. Like I know it was like this you know family of like four kids or something, but I'm just like what would have been so good that, like, middle school right. Sierra like, ate it up? I don't know. Or, like, I remember ugh, the Willoughbys. I just, like, I just thought of that book. And then, like, yeah. they made that into, like, that cartoon show where I was, like, why are we, like, why is this a cartoon? Those are ones that are, like, popping in my brain where I'm, like, whoa, I remember that. Like, distinct memories. Or Sierra like memories. just brought one up yesterday. What was the dog one? Oh, I don't remember what the dog one was called, but it was this yellow cover um, with this, like, black and white dog, like, going up on its hind legs. I So, it was, like, how to steal a dog or something? Like, how to steal no. your dog? This is a side note, but I can <laughs> go off right now. <laughs> so, we were planning on going to lunch with our dad today, but we had no, like, specific plans other than, like, okay, let's maybe try and do lunch today. So, we just – I look at my phone, and we just get a text. I'm not going to – I don't want to bash, like, a specific – Place per se because that's not what I'm here to do, but it is this place that our dad was like really excited about, you know, when he first took us a couple months ago, and I had never heard of it before, so I was like, sure, like we can try doing that. And it's a deli, so initially my thoughts are like, I'm not a deli person, so I was like, like to me, when I go for lunch, I don't want just like a cold sandwich, like that's just me personally, and so we go to this place. And it sent like to me. It was just like if you're going for like a if you're going to have like a picnic. This was all like You'd, like pick up the food here and take on, it on like, a picnic. Like basically, they made a sandwich for me, and then I grab a bag of chips, and I don't even know what else they had. But I was just like, this doesn't really. And then you're carrying it on like a tray. It was just giving. I was like, me... Why am I in a cafeteria? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this really isn't doing it for me personally. And it was like kind of expensive for what it was. So then I felt like I kind of, we left and I was like sharing those same thoughts and feelings with my dad in terms of just being like, I don't You're know, like, not for me again, <laughs> that I would go again. And then I swear since then he has still, like, multiple should we go? times, go and I'm like, like no. should we go to, I was about to say the place, but I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bash someone's company here, but he was just like, should we meet at? said place for lunch and I'm just like absolutely how not. many times must I say we are not going there at least not with me I don't I do not get it, it it's a busy place though <laughs> I like Haley shouting out a place by her house so she doesn't have to drive hey let's shout out a place near us <laughs> um anyways we'll figure that out when we're doing podcasting but yeah that was just funny mm-hmm. that we got that text and we were like absolutely not mm there's If there's one thing about my dad, he can call and just talk about nothing for... Sometimes I'll a period hang time. up, like, when we're done talking and I'm like, why did he call in the first place? Like, like nothing was I was working about. <laughs> yesterday, on Saturday, and I was just looking for, like, I wanted something fun to do, to look forward to after I got off work, and since it's, like, the weekend, essentially and a lot of times like we have been hanging out with like our grandma and mom on the weekend but they are obviously out of town and so i was like hmm what can we do and then i i was jealous of them doing an escape room so i was like we've been meaning to try one with our dad just because like, he's never done doing one before escape rooms is like usually like an us and our mom thing haley's always invited but haley doesn't like escape rooms so we like we're raving about you know, escape rooms to our dad. And he was like, you know, it'd be fun to like try one. So we were like, oh, like we can show you the ropes. Like we're experts. So then I was kind of like, well, this would be like the perfect weekend to try doing that. So I was like, Sierra, see if dad's doing something or not. And I guess you already knew he had like a Christmas party or something he was going to that apparently I knew about too, but I did not know that. And so I was like, bummer. And then I was like, well, maybe... It's not until, like, maybe it doesn't go, like, super late. And then escape rooms are usually open pretty late. So I was, like, just ask him, like, when he's done. And then I didn't know if Sierra, like, had texted him or not. And so when it was around lunch and I was, like, going to get stuff from the cafeteria at the hospital, I texted him separately just to say, like, when's your Christmas party over? And then he called back, like, right away. Because he likes to call instead of text. And so... I answer the phone and he's kind of like, yeah, it's like not done until like 11 o'clock at night. So like that's super late. So nine's like, okay, (laughs) ready to hang up. I'm like literally like waiting to go into the cafeteria to like buy my lunch. And then he's just like, I don't even know what he talked about like for the next (laughs) 10 minutes. But I know he talked about, we have a cousin's wedding next summer in Wisconsin. He's talking about like the Airbnb situation with that. And I was just like do we have to talk about this now? <laughs> and then he was talking about something else. And then he's finally like, we should do lunch tomorrow. And I was like, okay. okay, I'm trying to get my lunch right now. So I gotta go. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. So that was another side note. Any other, I'm trying to think of like other favorite books that I had that I can contribute. Cause Penderworks, Penderwicks. I said that weird. The Penderwicks was for sure one that I read and thoroughly enjoyed. Hunger Games, obviously Um, I mean, I was like big into, you know, like those, uh, trilogy, like, I was going to bring that up because we just were at Barnes and Noble and I was like, Hey, I read that. It was like that time period when we were in middle school when was all... all those dystopian trilogies were coming out. And so it's like, I read the Divergent. I don't know if I read the entire trilogy. I for sure read the first two. Same with, uh, the matched trilogy. I read at least the first two. I don't know if I read the last one. Hunger Games. I read all three of those. Um, But, yeah, that was just, like, what an era where, like, they're doing all these dystopian books and movie releases. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what else Sierra and I have failed to understand? Avatar. Oh, yeah. So, it's already out now, isn't it, the second one? I don't know. Avatar, The Way of Water, the second movie, is either out or it's close to being out. And... When I tell you, I do not understand the hype about these movies, yet, like, the first one is the grossest-selling movie of all time, right? Or, like... That's another thing we can talk about is how I didn't know what grossest meant for the longest time, like, when the uh, Book of World Records came out. It's grossing, and you're like, what It's like Titanic was, you know, that... Had that record at some point, and I was like, it's not that gross. Like, that was, like, what my brain was thinking. (laughs) I was just like, I don't get it. How do you even judge that? Um... Here's what I don't understand. And if someone understands more than I do, then I welcome the critique or education. But in my mind, Avatar is like CGI. Animation is probably not like the word I would use, but I also kind of like don't know what separates animation from other CGI. And everyone always talks about how this movie, especially like when it was first released. uh, It took 10 years to make it. Like it was the first movie of its kind to have like that kind of technology and I just like don't really understand what that means because there's lots of movies where they CGI stuff in. I sent this to Megan because I saw this TikTok of Tom Hanks like in this like you know weird CGI suit for Polar Express. I was like I sent this to Megan. I said what is the difference between this and Avatar? Well then I said to you I don't think they'd do that in Avatar but let's not act like I mean, Mr. Incredible or like The Incredibles. They don't do that in The Incredibles either. That's an animated movie. Exactly. I just am like, is animation and CGI different? Is And not to say that it's not like amazingly well done but CGI. But what is so different about it versus every other movie ever that is like within that same realm or look? I don't know. And like I've seen people be like, they had to create this whole world. And I'm like, a lot of movies had to create like their own worlds. Like what about it? Like Inside Out? Hello? that was not a real life thing (laughs) like I just I don't get it and I've tried like we were talking when we had this whole conversation about movies on Thanksgiving that I think we talked to you guys about a little bit Ashton was like trying to say like I mean first of all he said like the movie itself was so good I've never seen the movie and I have this aversion to seeing it so I don't know if the movie is good or not but I don't like how they look so I'm just like ew I don't want to see it the thing that always weirded me out when it first came out was like the last I swear, airbender, the Avatar movie, this and the last confused airbender me so much. We're coming out at the exact same time, and in my mind, Avatar is the last airbender. Yeah, and like, like, so why were they making both those movies at the same time? That and confused why was me for a time. I was just like, people talk about Avatar, and I thought they were talking about like the last airbender, but they were talking about Avatar, the other one. And did you know, I also found out that there's a third Avatar already ready or being made for 2024, so. I didn't know that. When did the first someone one come out? Someone said, this is probably a lie, but I saw on TikTok that someone was saying this movie needs to make like $2 billion to break even, but I like that it can't be real. That's crazy if true. James Cameron directs them, right? Yes. So he had Titanic and he's got Avatar? he be holding on to I that just highest, grossest movie title. I hear lots of good things about the movies, but I never hear one person going, like, insane or crazy about that one movie. Like, Harry Potter fans, like, you know, like, there are Harry Potter fans, and they just exist. But Avatar, like, you don't – where are those people at? I don't even know what Avatar is about. Does, isn't that saying something after, like, it's been out this long? And no one has told me what it's about. I think it's about like... You said you've watched it and you know what it's about. I swear that in my high school biology class, for some reason, my teacher was able to justify us watching Avatar. But I don't really remember what it was about. So it couldn't have been that good. (laughs) So. Yeah. Anyway, we just got into movies and we were supposed to be talking about books. That's okay. I will find another topic for us to talk about what was the best invention of the last 50 years i mean it's got to be the internet right you know what confuses me how you make internet (laughs) yes or just like how did we go from like computers were around obviously but they just had like their own software and processing stuff like How do you even make the internet with like no websites or I don't know. I mean, I don't really know either. I was always confused about what the original purpose of a computer was. Like personal computers, I guess. Because I remember like mom would say like, "Oh, like you'd have like your word processing," and I swear that was like the only thing you could do was like just type on Word. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'm just like misspeaking, but I swear that's what. Oh, you just type on it. That was it. So I'm like... Then like, the ima- like Then imagine it's like the internet becomes a thing. You're just like... I just am like, who thought of the internet? Who was like, we need a place where something else is on there? And then, like, how do you, you think of it? How do you then go about creating that? And like you said, what like what is the first iteration of the internet? Is there a website? If so, what is that website? And what do you do there? Let me look up the first website. I think it would have to be like, I mean, it can't be Google because like <laughs> nothing else is on there. It has to be like just, I don't know. And this is like, obviously the, the internet's not that old. So I'm just like the fact that, you know, our parents, grandparents, everyone else, you know, in the world that was around with the creation of the internet. I'm like, isn't that like the craziest thing ever that like you're just around for that? Like, little did you know how, like, it's such a gradual process, I feel like, that it's, you know, day by day, not that big of a deal. But, like, them existing now versus, like, looking back to before the internet, I feel like they would just be like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, we lived without the internet. This says, the first web pa- or the first webpage went live on August 6, 1991. It was dedicated to information on the World Wide Web Project and was made by Tim Berners-Lee. It ran on... <clears throat> A next computer at the European Organization for Nuclear Research. So it's just a website so about like, the project? Yes. They're like This is what we're trying to do. Interesting. Huh. Maybe the email was like one of the first things. Maybe. What's I remember funny, our mom's email. This is how, you know, she was like, she made it when the internet was, like, first a thing. I mean, not, not really. really, like, first a thing. Yeah. I was born. <laughs> but our mom's email, like, you know how everyone uses, like, a, mm. their name, a <laughs> variation of their name for their email? Unless, I mean, technically a lot of people are like, oh, like, my first email is, like, blah, 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 like, 27, like, mm-hmm. you know, Pink Panda 27, I don't know. Um, But our mom, when she made hers, she was, like, under the impression it needed to be Something that was like... Hard to guess. Hard to guess or... Which the nature of an email, it's not supposed to be hard to guess. It's for communication. So people are going to know it. Yeah. Anyways, she used Sierra's name and then like a zip code and it was like, why? So that is still her primary email. <laughs> yeah. And it just makes me laugh because Sierra's name is in it and it's yeah. not her email. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's always funny. I remember I was telling someone like my mom's email for something and I don't remember... I don't remember why, but they were like, That's your name. And I was like, Yeah, Yeah. that's my mom's email. (laughs) Yep, like they thought that I was giving them my email and I was like, No, this is not my email. I mean I've never had anyone else it's just unique, but She picked me because my name is like the hardest to like spell out of all of the siblings. So I'm honored, of course. But yeah. I don't even know what that topic was. I was like, what, what was the best invention of the last 50 years? Internet. Do you have any pets? Ugh, I wish. Well, we do have. It's hard. It's weird now because now people ask if we have any pets. I'm like, oh, I have like two to three at my mom's house. But like really the third one isn't my pet per se because my mom just got that dog this year. And so like it's not really my dog. But the first two I do count as like my dog's. So, like, two, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, have you noticed that it's, like, weird to say? Yeah. And I'm just, like, I don't see him as much anymore. I know. Um, anyway, so do we have pets within our home? No. But I still usually say, like, oh, I have pets at home. And people usually understand, like, everyone yeah. gets what that means. That you have, like, a dog that you grew up with that's still with your parents. And so you still consider them your dog. Um, but, yeah, I've been, like, two, three-ish. But, like, the third one's not really mine. I just was talking to Megan about today. It's very cold out. I saw someone walking their dog, and I was like, it's days like today where when I get a dog, and if I'm a good dog owner, and I should be walking them every day, I'm going to be like, oof, it's going to be a quick one today. <laughs> Maybe I'll just like be like, you go run out in the backyard. I'll like set up a little mm-hmm. uh, toy that will like throw the ball or something. Maybe come February or March. It really is hard for me to judge when I'm going to get one just because... I feel like I should wait until I get a job so I know my schedule. And then, like, I feel like once I get a a job, I'm going to be like, okay, like, when do I get a dog? How do I get a dog? Do I have to take time off to, like, then spend some time with it? Like, I don't know how it's going to work. So. TBD. Especially, like, with – everyone was getting dogs during, like, the pandemic and no one was, like, having to leave their house. So, like, they were with their dog because – My initial thought was like, oh, like I've had dogs my entire life or like Haley and Ashton, they have dogs. So I'm like, how do they do it? And like, that can be a framework for how I do it. But then I think back to, okay, our very first dog that we had at our mom's house, her name was Hannah. And like, she was a small dog. So she didn't have to be like exercised and stuff as much. So like, she was just like left at home during the day and like, she was fine and stuff. But like, I didn't, like, I was too young to remember her puppy phase. Like, I don't know how they trained her and all that stuff. So then we cut to when we get, like, my first memory of having a puppy with our dog, Trice. But our step stepdad worked from home. So they, like there's already. always someone home. The entire time, like, since getting Trice and, like, every other dog we've had since Trice, someone has been home to, like, be there with the dog if needed. So I'm like, that doesn't really help me out. And then I'm like, okay, well, Haley and Ashton got dogs. Like, what do they do? And I'm like, they got them during the pandemic and they were both working at home. So. And they still both work from home. So I'm like, hmm. That doesn't help me out, does it? But people have had dogs before. I know. (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out how to then make it work. Like, I'm just trying to figure out logistics-wise if I need to, like, do, like, the WAG app or whatever. Like, you know, to have someone, like, come and, like, take them on a walk midday or, like, let them out midday or, like, find a family member who can do that. I don't know. We will – I will help problem-solve with Sierra, though, because I also want a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What if you pick a name I don't like? I won't pick a name that you don't <laughs> like. I don't even have any names like thought of. Megan has a whole list in her phone of dog names. But it'll be a good one whenever I stumble upon the type of dog that I want to get. That will help inform the names that I can then pick from. I am guessing it will be a lab of some sort to determine if it will be black or yellow. is my. I'm guessing between like chocolate labs just don't speak to me as much. Despite what my Pinterest shows. It shows a lot of chocolate labs on there for some reason. Um, I feel like I'll get a black yellow lab. so Which I'd be more than happy with. Yeah. And then we're going to kennel train it. And then that's the other thing is that I have to like... Before I get a dog, I've told myself I need to like... Look up like, you know, best stuff for like how to train a dog. How to like kennel train it. I need to just like get my bearings with like... What to do when you have a dog. Like, we need to have everything here so that we just... We bring the dog home and it's like, okay, we're ready for you. Yeah. So hopefully like, some point next like, year. I've been, I've thought a couple times of like in our house. I'm like, where do we put the kennel? Like could go in here. Maybe like, I don't know. Or like right now, depending like what we put in our living room. Cause we still want like one other seating area would be nice in our living room. Just cause when we have like three people over, it's fine. Four people. It's like, mm, there's not like enough space for everyone sit in the living room. But, like, right now where a tree, at, tree is at in our living room could be a good spot for a kennel. But then it's, like, if we get other furniture, how yeah. it work? Yeah, and eventually, ideally, I'm imagining, like, once it's – when it's a puppy, like, is getting kennel trained or crate trained and it is, like, staying in the crate most of the day if someone's not here. But usually, eventually, our dogs get to a point where, like, I feel like we'd be comfortable leaving it yeah. out in the it's house. It's just, like, for training purposes, you want to, like, set the standard and then as they age and, like, you know – have better behaviors and stuff that's when you give them a little bit more freedom because like our dogs at our mom's house are like for the most part for the most part angels at home when no one's there every once in a while that you come home and you're like what were you doing Mm -hmm. but obviously that's the nature of having a dog it's you know a little give and take it's not all perfect but hopefully just i'm nervous for our bookshelf honestly a little bit Mm. we'll have to make sure we uh keep it safe yeah put a little gate around it (laughs) yeah but otherwise like you know on the main floor like we could always like block off like close the doors block the upstairs there's not like a ton that they'd be able to get into like just lay on the couch and chill so yeah i don't know well i think we could wrap up (laughs) okay well hopefully you guys enjoy this episode um If you were watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe if you have not yet done so. You can comment, keep the conversation going. Um, Otherwise, if you're listening on Spotify or any other listening platform, thanks for listening. Make sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts if you listen there. Or I don't know if you can rate us on anywhere else. But we appreciate the feedback. Um, Otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.